I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Kurt Kwok, CIO of ProLiance Surgeons, one of the largest surgical practices in the country. Kurt is also the former CIO at the Washington State Health Benefit Exchange, which is Washington State's insurance exchange under the Affordable Care Act. Kurt will be discussing some of the top privacy and security challenges that he sees facing the healthcare sector. Hi, Kurt. Good morning, Marianne. So now, Kurt, you have an interesting perspective, both from your recent work at the Washington Health Insurance Exchange and also in your current position as CIO at a healthcare provider. What do yes. you see as the biggest privacy and security challenges facing the healthcare sector right now? You're right. I have experience uh, from both sides, and it's really interesting. There are a lot of similarities in both, but I still think it's managing the many different ways of accessing data, specifically via mobile devices. And I say that because mobile device technology is advancing almost on a recurring basis very frequently, and protocols and iOS and IO on those devices, or OS, I should say, are also advancing, and things are changing so rapidly. I think we need to keep up with that to make sure they're they're aligning with our security goals and requirements. In addition to that, I would also say user awareness is an ongoing challenge, not only on, on the provider side, but definitely on the payer side, as well as what I experienced at the state. And uh, it all comes down to just better educating, better reinforcing, and just being better aware of our environment so that that we could be extra careful. Now, when it comes to mobile, what are the things that worry you most? Is it, you know, bring your own device? Is it mobile devices that are actually medical devices, wearable devices? What sort of mobile issues are you most concerned with? Well, from my perspective, it is uh, your personal devices, like smartphones and tablets, as an example. The clinical devices that are mobile I would say they're fairly secure because they're sort of integrated into our the floors and our facilities. But the phones and personal devices actually go outside the walls, and we just have to be careful that the data that's used in that device is secure both inside and out, and how the data in that device is used by those folks owning the devices need, also need to be reinforced. And there are technologies to mitigate it, but technology can only go so far. It all comes down to how you you use the devices and best practices around it. Does your organization have a BYOD policy, and do you encrypt all your mobile devices? The mobile devices, they they are secured by passwords. Uh, The data that we store in-house, is all encrypted and secured. So, so we have the basics, but we are still figuring out what our strategy is for MDM, mobile device management, as well as security of all devices that are uh, utilized in our environment, whether inside or out. So I think that's sort of common with a lot of the care, healthcare providers out there, because again, it's not a, there is no one single silver bullet to protect the data on these devices. There's, it depends on what kind of environment you have, what kind of users you have, what kind of devices you have. Does it align with the overall strategy? So it's one of those where I'm not going to say we have a definitive strategy because there is no such thing, at least not in my mind, but we have a strategy that's ongoing and that's being, I guess, fine-tuned as we go. So now when it comes to emerging cyber threats, what concerns you the most? What is most worrisome to you? I believe many different threats have been talked about. Before me specifically, I'm most concerned about the internal threats, meaning the vulnerabilities within our own walls. And 
even via the third-party partners, because we do have a number of third-party partners that we interface directly to via VPN or other uh, data exchange methods, and we have to rely on their best practices to make sure our data is secure. And even referring back to the health insurance exchange days, we had interfaces into a number of partners, including the federal government, and once the data is transmitted out to the federal government data services hub, we have to trust that they're protected and, and they're secure, just like they expect us to. So I would say that's my biggest concern. And uh, if we are careless in the way we manage our infrastructure and passwords methods of entry and no amount of technology or firewalls or intrusion detection will really do much for us. So just, just best practices all of that internally and then let us figure out how to protect ourselves from the external threats like we always talked about. As you sort of kind of insinuated there also that there's a lot of security focus on compliance, you know, with HIPAA. But do you think healthcare organizations do enough to focus on their infrastructure? Are there areas that need more attention, do you think? You know, as a CIO, I'm always going to say no to that answer. I always think that there could be more investments in people, in training, in, in, and then followed by technology once a tactic and a strategy is built. But I have seen and I have heard some organization actually going above and beyond because I think uh, they have leadership who are more focused in this area and maybe from experience or maybe just from hearing of best practices, they sort of direct investment in this area. But I'm always going to say no. I think we could always use more and not necessarily from investment and capital perspective, but better awareness, focused investment in people and training and awareness, and then followed by any technology, capital investments that's feasible. Now, you mentioned earlier the federal hub. One of the criticisms of the healthcare.gov site has been that Mm -hmm. not enough attention was given to -to end-to-end testing for security of the federal exchange before it launched. Do you have faith that those issues have been addressed, and do you think the next open enrollment for the Affordable Care Act will go more smoothly for the insurance exchanges? If the baseline of that question is based on 10-1-2013, yes, it will be better. That I assure you. Now, if you base that against uh, people's perception or people's uh, the public's expectation, then I don't believe so uh, because the exchange is what it is. It is what it is. It's still a new marketplace. It's uh, less than a year old. There's still a lot of questions and a lot of rule and law changes that are occurring as we speak. And there's still a lot of criticism on how things are handled. So if you compare it to the first launch, absolutely, it's going to be much improved. If you compare it to what people are expecting, absolutely not, not even close. Where do you see the trouble spots looking ahead, do you think, for this next open enrollment season? And in terms of security, do you think that's been enforced over the last year? Security, uh, yes, it, it has gotten better. And I think the most important thing is that people have learned we have learned quite a bit in the first year what to expect and what's real and what is not, and, and also some of the things that are still lingering out there that we haven't encountered yet, but there's certainly an opportunity for those to come. So even the federal government, I think, learned a bunch from their experience, and 
I guess the interesting thing I'm looking forward to is there were a number of state-based exchanges, Marianne, that have decided to go onto the federal exchange because of their challenges and struggles, like Oregon as an example. So how that will be handled by the federal government, uh, healthcare.gov, and then how the other remaining state-based exchanges will continue their operations. So there's a lot of dynamics and forces here in play, and it'll be interesting to see how they all work out. There's a growing popularity of these wearable consumer health gadgets, including the upcoming Apple Watch. What are the emerging privacy and security challenges that you think these consumer wearable health devices or health applications present to healthcare providers? You know, that's an interesting question, and uh, we have talked about that internally. And one of the first reactions is it is so new, and it really hasn't caught on yet, that I don't think it's going to be an immediate threat. And then you talk about the, the population that will actually utilize these new gadgets, mostly kids probably, and then those curious folks, their awareness of security threats and, and impacts versus how they use these devices. So, so there's a lot of things that we do talk about. I don't think there will be an immediate impact right off the bat because we're curious about how these things actually work and what kind of impact uh, they will really have in our environment. And then, of course, you heard about Apple Pay, like the payment system and payment method that they're going to incorporate into Apple's devices and the iWatches or whatever they call it. On the back end, I have no doubt it's secure as they're going to get because that's really how Apple is. But on the front end, is it truly secure and secure enough to protect the people who are using their primary payment system? That question is still up here that we cannot answer. So in a roundabout way, Marianne, I would say we don't know yet. There's still a lot of questions around these and, and what the true impacts will be. As many healthcare providers spend a lot of their attention on safeguarding protected health information, do you think hospitals and doctor offices are doing enough to protect non-clinical information, such as payment information, financial information besides the payments, HR, supply chain, and what can they do better, do you think? I think it could be much improved, uh, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I'm always going to say that about PHI as well, patient health information, but non-health information like billing information, human resource information, we could all improve. Now, there are safeguards out there. Don't get me wrong. Our environment here is fairly secure with uh, multi-firewall and internal encryption and and, and also third-party encryption and securing uh, security uh, methods that we utilize in addition to what we have internally. So technologically, it's fairly secure, and I assure you many of the hospitals and and clinical systems and healthcare systems will just say the same thing. I I believe them. But it all comes down to how you use that inside the walls. So are you careful when you're speaking with your patients? Are you careful when you're treating patients? Are, Are the screens locked whenever you're done with the procedure so no patient walks around and actually sees what's on the screen? You know, we can only protect so much, and we can only secure so much. If the front end is open like that, then there's just little we can do. So in addition to technology methods, what are some of the business flow and the clinical flow methods that we could incorporate in addition to the technology uh, mitigation plans? Best practices, awareness, and again, it goes 
both ways, both uh, clinical data as well as business data, because they're all confidential and they all need to be secured. So, so Marianne, I'm, I'm always going to say we can always improve, and I'm always going to say we're not doing enough. Now, looking ahead to 2015, what are your top security and privacy priorities and projects for next year? At least from my perspective here at Hawaiian Surgeons is to continue to improve the way we secure our environments without interfering the workflows. So we always talk about ease of use for our surgeons and our medical assistants, nurses, et cetera, so that they have the confidence that what they're the data and information they're sharing or using is secure, yet they can continue to do the job that they always have done. So they say that the cleanest interface or cleanest uh, front end probably has the most complex back end. And, and our job is to make sure they have that clean front end so they don't have to worry or even, even have even thoughts of security issues when they actually use our applications and use the tools that we provide them. And then let us handle the complexity behind that clean surface so they continue to be easy to use but extremely secure. And then, of course, uh, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about Six Sigma and lean methodology, this continuous improvement methods to make sure we're not satisfied with what we have, but we'll always strive to improve on what we got and definitely continue to collaborate with other health systems to make sure best practices are, in fact, being used and shared and incorporated into our environments. So it's a lot of things that, that we do on a regular basis, but we're going to step that up a little bit more in 2015. Thanks, Kurt. I've been speaking to CIO Kurt Kwok. I'm Marian Kobasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.